on a break. We were on a break. We were on a break. We really were on a break. Welcome into the They Were On A Break podcast with you gal pals Katie and Chloe. We are on the one where Joey moves out, season two, episode 16. When I was going through, like, finding which episode, I was like, we're really moving through these motherfuckers. I wrote that in my notes. I was like, I can't believe we're, like, over halfway through season two. It's going by, I feel like season one was a little slower because we were waiting to get into more topics that were fun to talk about. So I think now that we're enjoying season two, it's it's moving by mm-hmm. faster. I know. I feel like season two is, like, I've been waiting for the Rachel and Ross stuff. I've been waiting for the Richard stuff. Mm-hmm. Now it's here. And I thought that stuff came up so much earlier in the season. So, like, I thought we were on, like, episode nine. We're on episode 16. I know. That, that's that's When I was, like, when I kept scrolling and scrolling, I was like, wow, we've really done a lot here. Not only that, Katie, but guess what is happening this week? What? It is the one-year anniversary of our very first episode oh my God. dropping. That's so exciting. Yes. Wow, it's I, been a year? It has. I can't believe it. Time moves by so fast. <laughs> yeah, our, our anniversary is on March 12th, which is from when we're talking next Saturday. This is going to come out on a Wednesday, so in just a couple of days for the listeners. Wow, so. that's very exciting. I'm very excited about this information. That is so much fun. And I was like reflecting on it like while I was looking through our like back catalog of episodes and everything I was reflecting on it and I was like wow this has like flown by I have loved doing it yeah thank you so much for doing this podcast with me Mm, it was your idea I was so happy to get the text because I I when I got the text I was like I am very busy and I already have a podcast but I really want to have a friend's podcast and I'm like the universe it's answering I have to do it I absolutely have to but I think what's so great too is just how much fun I have ended up having on each of these episodes that we do the joy that I get when I know that we get to record an episode together so thank you because you it was your idea Oh, thank you. I think, like, I would not have done it without you, though. Like, this would not be a fun podcast if it was just me (laughs) being like, and the thing about Ross is... (laughs) I think that we really are a perfect uh, co-host duo, honestly. And it's because with my other podcast, I'm just the host. So it's, like, all on me. So it's fun to have a back and forth bounce every single week as well. So I just love doing it. So I'm very happy it's been a year and I can't wait to see where the show goes and grows to. I know. I can't wait to see, like, the way that we're going through the episodes. I'm like, by this time next year, are we going to be, like, halfway through season four? Yeah, I think so. It's so wild to think about. Yeah. And also love season four. (laughs) Oh, my God. I know. We're really, like, we're hitting the mid-seasons pretty soon, and it's going to be fantastic. And this was also one of those episodes where I thought that it happened later. I did not think that he moved out so quickly and that we got the Eddie stuff so soon. I thought that that was like season four, but it is not. Yeah, I always think this is like more mid-season and, or like more mid-seasons and it's, or series? What am I trying to say? Yeah, I I'm agree. following. I, yeah, yeah, what I'm, you said. I'm picking up what you're, <laughs> what you're throwing down. I've got it. <laughs> and that's why this works. That's yeah. why, that's why I've got you here. Are you uh, ready to dive into the episode? Let's fucking get it. Let's, let's get a tattoo. Let's see Richard. What's happening, you oh, know? Oh, yeah. Well, this episode aired on February 16th, 1996, written by Betsy Borns and directed by Michael Lembeck. We're starting at J-Man and Channies. I love when we start there. So this scene is really kind of just to set up what it's like for Joey and Chandler to live together. I mean, Joey licks a spoon while they're eating cereal together and puts it back in mm. the silverware. My problem with this is like, oh, and then Chandler finds out that he's been using his toothbrush and he used his actual toothbrush to like unclog the drain. And I'm just like, Joey is so bothered that Chandler is bothered by this. Like, 
Who would not be upset by these things? When you have gross ways and you don't know you're gross, I guess it's, 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 you know, it's maddening to that person. I just think it's like, I love that consistently throughout the series, Joey is like so bothered by like any criticism, not to the point, not like Ross's where he's like insecure about it, but he's always just like, I don't know what your problem is, dude. Like that's how he always reacts to these kinds of things. And I think that's so funny. Like, yeah. why would you be okay with this? Oh my God. We're going to get the, the dog soon. The porcelain dog. Oh yeah. I just realized. Sorry, my brain was it's like porcelain dog. I was like, which dog? <laughs> I mean, mozzarella. I love when Phoebe's friend lets Joey watch the dog and he calls him mozzarella and then he gets sad because of his crush on <laughs> Rachel. I absolutely love that side storyline. Mozzarella I, is a fantastic But I'm gonna dog call name. him mozzarella. Are, a golden retriever named Mozzarella, I die. I would die for one. Thank you. I'm allergic to dogs, though, so I can't have one, you know? And that's why God's not real. He was like, here you go. Enjoy this. You mean to tell me that I can't have one of the cutest things that exists? You mean to tell me that you gave me crippling anxiety and OCD and I can't even get a dog to make it better? Mm-hmm. Sure. Okay. Fine. But are you are you allergic to cats? Though? Yeah, I'm allergic to anything with fur. Oh, I can't get I can't even get a gerbil. I can't get a goddamn hamster. None of it. Can't go over to anybody's house. It was a very big issue when I wanted to be a babysitter too when I was like 15. Everybody had animals. I couldn't go over there to watch their kids. It's always been a but, problem. But you know, Katie, we have actually we've seen representation of this in the media and there is a way for you to solve this. I don't know if you're familiar with uh ron stoppable and his naked mole rat uh popularized by of course the famous naked mole rap from <laughs> kim possible uh, in which we learn that the origin of the naked mole rat that ron stoppable purchases is because his father is allergic to any kind of animal with fur so you could always just get a naked mole rat i cannot here's the thing so with allergies, like let's say it's a cat, right? You take its mm -hmm. hair away. She can have it. No. Still allergic to the saliva and the dander that comes off of the skin. Oh so so the, it's not the fur. You're it's it's to. no, I'm allergic to the fur too. Fur is bad, but then when you take it away, like let's say it's a hypoallergenic dog, great. Still allergic to the saliva and the dander. The dander makes my throat close, saliva makes me itchy. So I wish that I could get a naked mole rat, but I can't. But I also kind of am one because I have trichotillomania and I don't have eyebrows or eyelashes. So I do be looking naked mole rat in the mirror. <laughs> mm -hmm. Or goldfish. Here's the thing. <laughs> I'm just going to go through every pet. I got, I've like, had, I can't. I've had many fish, but mm. I get. So the last fish I got, it was great. My sister in quarantine, well, not quarantine, during COVID, it was like the first two weeks and we were all just like making whipped coffee and losing our minds. Yeah. She brought me a beta and I've had many betas and I had one beta for like six years. Her name was Barbara. I was so sad when she died. I loved her uh -huh. so much. Uh, but she got me this fish. I can't remember the name of it, but it got a parasite and it died. And I... It, I sat in front of the toilet for like four hours crying. Couldn't flush it. So sad. I get so attached to these goddamn fish that most of them don't last that long. I cannot handle. And I got to flush it. It's sad. I take a shit in here and you want me to put my fish in it and flush it? I just. I, I want to know whose idea that was. To right? <laughs> Who was like, you know what? This is the official burial of our fish, okay? We're gonna put it in the toilet. Sayonara. Somebody was like, they like water, right? <laughs> like, I, I don't we'll understand it. it. <laughs> so, I don't think that I can handle another gold I've had so many and they're great and I love them but mm -hmm. I also really stress about the water temperature because each fish needs a different temperature of water and I even though I got a thermometer in that motherfucker and I also feel like they just need a bigger tank no matter how big my bowl or my tank is and then I feel bad mm -hmm. for them I'm like are you sad are you okay it's a lot it's a lot when I have a fish so 
I was thinking about getting like a lizard or a turtle. I'd love to get a turtle and name it Tortellini. Um, oh my god. I have a story about being emotionally scarred by having a turtle. Then maybe like I won't. Grade. Well, okay, what happened was I forget how old I was turning. I think like 14. And my friends got me a turtle, which was sick. Like they all pitched in and they got me a turtle for my birthday. And I went to my friend's house to pick up the turtle from them. And they had the turtle in a giant tank with water in it. Now, ask me why no parents decided to help us bring down this tank. But me and my other friend decided we're going to carry this tank together. So we're picking up this full-sized, like, I don't know, like, however many gallons Why didn't you take tank. the water out? Well, that's, we were like, that we'll try to get the water out. <laughs> so we're walking it to the tub to, like, take the water out. And we took the turtle out before. Don't worry, the turtle is safe. Um, and the tank cracks. So all of the water starts spilling out and the tank is broken. And I'm like, okay, I gotta go to the pet store and get like a new tank for this turtle. So I go to the pet store. I go to a Petco, a direct call out to Petco. Uh, and there is a lady there and I tell her my friends got me a turtle. I gotta replace the tank. She gives me this whole speech about like, oh, well, like you don't need it in this many gallons. You need it in an even bigger tank and you need to get it this and this and this and this. And she's putting all this stuff in the cart and she's berating me for not having the proper turtle tools or whatever. Oh my God. This is stuff that's going to come out to like $400. I'm 14. I was just there to replace the tank. Yeah. And she's telling me that it's going to be like my life savings. Actually, I don't even have this much money to like get this turtle. And she's making me feel terrible. She's making me feel like I'm the worst, most irresponsible person. I got I'm very anxious. I got so anxious. Oh, I would have been crying. I was like, I can't do this. I was like, I guess I can't take care of this turtle. So I returned it to the store because this lady made me feel like I could not be a responsible turtle pet owner. Oh my God. And my friends were so mad at me. And I was like, no, like, and I was going to give them their money back, but they're like, yeah, it's for your birthday, whatever. And I was like, no, you guys don't understand. Like, this woman told me that I was, like, too irresponsible to have a turtle. And pets make me very anxious when I first get them because I really care about, like, taking care of them. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Um, So I returned the turtle, and this has haunted me for, like, 12 years. I'm 26. I'm still getting flustered telling this story. I don't want a turtle anymore. This woman at Petco, it ruined my life. No Uh, more turtle. I was thinking about getting one of those, uh, they, they're Alux Axolotti. The lizard that like blows its neck up? No, it's it's an underwater white lizard. It's like Axolotti, Exlodi. Let me show you a photo of one and you'll be (laughs) like, oh, that's a a thing, Axolotti. Slotty. I'm gonna be like, that's a frog. I don't, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, oh. axolotl. It's an amphibian. They're so cute. <laughs> oh my god, that is the. That looks like a real life Pokemon. Yeah. It's A X O L O T S. Axolotls, axol. If you guys, I couldn't help you, but I don't know what this is called either. That is so cute. If you guys know what the like, how the hell to pronounce that, please let us know. <laughs> oh, this one's kind of ugly, and I love them. Ah, oh, oh man, I love that. I love he, that one. these are. Oh, he's smiling. Speaking of which, it's spoon show and tell. Oh my god! Sp- oh my goodness! Look at spoons. Hello. You just didn't recognize the mom. That's so nice. Oh no, now everyone's heard my pet voice. That's terribly annoying. Oh my goodness, look at your nose. He's so into it right now. He's I'm so cute. He's, he's in heaven. Look at this baby one. <laughs> Guys, I wish you could see the picture. So you, just Google Axolotl 
whatever I spelled. It's like A-X-O-L-O-T-L-S. I don't know how to say that shit, but they are so cute. I was thinking about getting one of those. But can you imagine finding that lifeless? I just, I don't think that I'm made to have something that's alive because I just, I cannot handle the grieving process of its death. I truly cannot. Yeah, I, Spoons has to live forever. Well, with those, you get enough time, you know what I mean? With a dog, but then, oh, you get so attached. I keep, sometimes I think about my sister's dog dying. Mm, I'll start crying on spot, you know what I mean? So. (laughs) We gotta move on. We we do, we get, let's, 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 what are we doing? We, we, we move in, we get a tattoo. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we are getting a tattoo. Amazing. Purple apartment, Rachel and Phoebe have decided to get tattoos, but uh uh-oh, Ross hates tattoos. And of Uh course. Of course, uh, when Phoebe is like, yeah, I can't wait to get my tattoo, Ross is like, well, you're going to permanently scar your body and blah, 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 right in front of the person who just said they're excited to get one. Great. Thank you. Only thing that I can agree with with him on this is the like, what if they mess up? Because there has been, there have been, I don't have any tattoos, right? And when I was 18, I wanted to get, like, Adventure Time tattoos and shit. Mm-hmm. So I'm just really thankful that I don't have, like, an Adventure Time sleeve right now. So thank you to my mother who did not let me get tattoos. I but anyway. I wanted to get a golden snitch on the back of my neck. <laughs> Why there? Because I thought that looks cool. <laughs> <laughs> I have no other explanation. Um, so, <laughs> I, and I, I look at other people's tattoos and all my brain can see are lines that I want to be straighter or <laughs> like things that I want to look different. And I can't imagine having something on my body that I cannot mm. take off and that is not how I had envisioned it forever. Get off. Yeah, don't Don't I, be there. I, I think it depends on what your personality is like. Because, like, yeah. some people, can, like, just like getting tattoos and they can, like, get them, like, no one's business. And, like, it's, like, they don't really, like, think as much of it. Like, yeah. Because they're just like, I like it. Whatever. Well, I'm, like, in between. I have two tattoos. My first one I thought about for a long time. Like, I for something like that, I'm usually like, I'll think about this for five years. Yeah. And if I still like it after five years, then I'll do it. Yeah. And then my other one, I literally just like impulsively got one day, but oh. it's like a sun. So like, oh, okay. and it's very simple. So it's not like something, it's not really like a, something that's going to be like, oh, that is like something I only enjoyed when I was like 25. Right. Because it's just the sun, you know? So... Uh, I think it depends on what it is, too. When I was, like, 17 or, like, 15, when I thought I wanted to be a fashion designer, because, you know, I do so much with clothes. Okay, girl. Um, I wanted to get... As you wear get, your Victorian gown. <laughs> I, yeah, wow. I am the... I'm the most fashionable person I know. As I hug my Squishmallow and wear a Victorian <gasps> nightgown from when I was 17... Um, I wanted to get a hanger tattoo on the back of my neck because like that hanger can be any kind of clothes and it'll be like when my clothes touch it, it's like they're on a hanger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is it like, it like goes like, no, it was just like, like a like small, very dainty little hanger, very small mm-hmm. on the back of my neck. I have always had the joke that like, if I was going to get like, I know this is an outdated term, but like a tramp stamp, Mm. then I would get the least sexy tramp stamp that someone could get. And I would get a tattoo that looks like I have an extended butt crack, (laughs) which I still think is really funny. (laughs) And that's my third tattoo idea, guys. Keep a lookout. Oh, my God. I feel like if I were to get a tramp stamp, I would get one. So, you know how... (laughs) Oh, my God. You know how people usually get, like, a butterfly or something, and then it has those, like, bars coming out of it? Like, how it it would be in between something? So, imagine just, like, a very, really well-done, like, Shrek's face. And then (laughs) just, like, you know, some kind of very pretty thing coming out of it. But it looks really good. But it's a Shrek tramp stamp. Honestly, That's what I would get. I, I, I'm so sad that you told me this because now I actually might have to get it. <laughs> um, I think like we grew up in the era of like 
early 2000s movies where there's always that scene of like the woman like because you know it was the era of the low-rise jeans yeah it's like oh the woman like bending over and the guys are like checking out her like right above her butt and there's like a thong sticking Which, out like, or why was that so hot like you can see that so area prevalent. on anybody that bends over <laughs> what about having ink on it makes it so much hotter like i don't know but this was like a staple it of, was I feel like our childhoods growing up a scene do you know how many fake tattoos i had my friends putting above my ass to have a <laughs> fake tramp stamp like mm, you know it was definitely a thing Oh, my God. We had a, a teacher in, like, sixth grade who had a tramp stamp, and people would, like, all the kids were like, oh, my God, like, I can't believe she did that. And I'm like, looking back, this girl was probably just, like, 27 and, like, living in the 2000s. So, like, who the fuck cares? <laughs> but it was, such a, it was such a big thing when we were younger. It so really was, I, though. <laughs> think about it all the time. I do, too. But, uh, yeah, Rachel and, and Phoebe getting tattoos together. Yes. Uh, can't wait to see how this plays out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in the meantime, Ross, Richard, and Monica are going to uh, a birthday party for Jack Geller. And Which, they all have to pretend that Monica and Richard are not an item. I love that um, we have never met nor heard of Richard And now he's going with them to a birthday party and driving them. And it's just like the whole talk, the whole party is talk about rich. What? Like we have never heard of this man. And now he's such a huge staple in the Geller household. Yeah, I feel like it would have been like, don't you think it would have landed a little bit more if like we had met Richard like. What if she had met Richard at this party or not met, but, you know, like reconnected with him at something where her parents were there. So like we introduced, we're like introduced to him through her parents. Like that would make more sense. I was fine with the way that they were introduced. What I had an issue with was them going to the party together. I, I don't know. Like, I just feel like we've never heard of this man. Why would he be driving them to the party? Like we would meet him (laughs) at the party and then when they find out, it would be a little more like, I don't know. I just, I, them driving together and the whole, oh, did you take the train? No, Richard brought us, oh, speaking of Richard, Twinkie in the City. Like, I don't know. It's just very like, what is this, I, the damn Richard show? I wrote that in my notes where I was like, if they were trying to be like inconspicuous, why would they all come together? Like, Right? And then you're going to go in the bathroom together at a point during the party? Maybe just don't. You're at your parents' house. Fucking everyone is going to realize if two people go into the bathroom. You mean to tell me that y'all were in there having a very long... I just... I have so much to say. Wait, let's just let's just go through the party. Let's go to the party. Yeah. Because these are very important. Richard so, brought us. We're there. Did you thank him for the ride? Monica thanked us for the both of him. That's like, pretty funny. It's <laughs> funny, but like if you're trying to be chill, Ross, shut the fuck up. I know, right? I love that they do show the contrast of like, so the word is out that Richard's dating some younger woman in the city. I love yeah. that we get this contrast between like the women in the kitchen like talking shit about this woman they've never met being like she's probably an idiot like he's only in it for the looks because she's young blah 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 versus like all the guys huddling around him right being like whoa tell me about the hot stuff like he's they say this later she's like i'm a twinkie he's like i'm a hero yeah of course um now, as you said, Monica and Richard hide out in the world's ugliest bathroom. I have to say, what did you think about this bathroom set? I honestly like, did not notice it. Oh, my God. I wrote I wrote down the description. There is like this weird like tan tile with like a pink tile Yikes. trim. There's like doily wallpaper, oh, plastic God. sconces, oh. these like pink scalloped lamps like. They couldn't have made this bathroom look worse. It sounds uh, like they sorry. went down to the department to find shit to, like, well, we gotta make a new bathroom we haven't seen, so just grab oh some stuff. God. We'll make it work. I love a, a tacky tile moment. Don't get me wrong, but it was just everything all together. I was like, oh, God, I'm getting claustrophobic in this bathroom. Yeah, yeah. Sounds a little, <laughs> oh, wow. I'm gonna need to go back and look at that bathroom. Well, Monica and Richard are, like, schmoozing a little bit. And then Richard leaves the bathroom right when Judy is about to come in. 
So Monica hides in the shower. (laughs) I just, I wouldn't, like, you guys are this dumb that you're going to go and be in the bathroom together at a thing that you're trying to hide about? Like, just talk about it later. Just literally talk about it later. They have no chill. And again, we'll get to, like, another scene later where I'm like, what are you guys doing? Yeah. And, uh, okay, Monica is saying that, like, the only reason she doesn't want to tell her parents is because, like, she doesn't know how serious Richard is about her, which, like, fair. But also, like, we've only had one episode of them together so far. Like, Yeah. Have they even fucked yet? We have no idea. I mean, I'm guessing at this point. I'm not sure. But also, like, it's just... How about you don't want your parents to find out because it's your dad's birthday and that would be so uncomfortable. Like, also that, yes. Um, so Judy and Jack Geller, they're talking in the bathroom. Uh, Judy is wearing this white satin jacket with these very specific like knotted buttons that my great-grandmother had on every single jacket she ever wore. It Interesting. really took me back. Okay. It really took me back to my great-grandma. I was like, there's the, like, knotted button thing. It's a very specific old lady fashion thing, and I, if you guys are re-watching this episode, just look for the jacket and tell me that's not, like, classic grandma move. Um, but uh, her parents start having sex in the bathroom. Love to experience that. Love that to would see be. It. Here's my thing. They fuck in the bathroom. They come out. Dad comes out first. He's all excited. Mom comes out. She's all happy because they just like got it on. And then Monica slinks out after and says to Ross, "You know that video that I found of Mom and Dad? Well, I just caught the live version." Then. We immediately go to the kitchen to tell our mom that we're fucking Richard. Hold on a second. Are you not still reeling at the fact that you just heard your mom get porked by your dad? Do you want to take a goddamn minute to digest? You know what? This is now we know where Monica is getting her lack of subtlety because Jack Geller and and Judy come out of that bathroom like couldn't be more obvious that they just fucked. Yeah, couldn't be more obvious. (laughs) So now we know why she has an inability to like downplay this. Good God. But Katie, this moment... First off, shout out to what Monica's wearing. I love this, like, coordinated, like, plaid jacket slash shirt combo with the tights. One of my favorite looks of the season, I gotta say. Very cute. But this is the scene with the cake in the background. Is it that it switches frosting halfway through? No. It's is it just that it's that cardboard? It, <laughs> it just looks delicious. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> I know. Okay, guys, for context here, I texted Katie. Actually, I voice memoed her very excitedly yesterday, and I went, look at this cake. When you're watching it, look for the cake in the background. And the entire time, every time I saw that cake, I was like, what are you going to do? Is it because you're cardboard? Does it change? It it probably is cardboard. But let me just describe to those of you who didn't see the cake in the background. It looked like cardboard. We're talking three layers. Of it. it's, it's even it's even funnier that you think this looks like cardboard. It's terrible. It, looks, it looked delicious. I literally have in my notes. Is that cake cardboard? You guys, we're talking. <laughs> I can't even do this now. Did you wear your strawberry sweatshirt because of the cake? You haven't no, stopped thinking about it? Guys, we're talking three layers of of yellow, thick, decadent, cardboard cake. <laughs> of thick move-out boxes. <laughs> topped with layer after layer of whipped cream swirls. And in between each layer, glazed strawberries. Not pieces of strawberries, whole strawberries. Mwah. Magnifique, this looked Well, delicious. the candied berries really helps to hold up the cardboard and the whipped cream that they had make them. <laughs> it's so funny that I've been thinking, wow, this looks like a delicious cake. I want that cake. And Katie's been thinking, like, that is a cardboard cake. Do you have a Ralph's in where you live or no Ralph's? Um, not in Chicago. But... Okay. Well, the next time you see a Ralph's or anybody... 
you want a good strawberry cake. I call it my period cake because I crave it when I'm on my period, which makes it kind of gross because it's like strawberry shortcake and it's red, but it's really good um, at Ralph's in the bakery area. And you don't have to buy a huge sheet cake of it. They usually have smaller slices too, like an option. I'm talking mm. delicious sponge cake with a strawberry jelly compote and then layer of frosting and then we do it again and then we do it again it's like three fucking layers oh if you liked the way that that cake looked you'd love the way this one tastes sometimes the grocery store bakery section is like Mm. top notch there's a jewel osco right near me very similar to vaughn's um and I always thought Vaughn's had an excellent bakery section. Mm. So do the so does the Jewel Osco. So uh, similar to Ralph's, magnifique. Uh, yeah. This cake, I I love the turn that took. <laughs> <laughs> Quick cake rant. <sighs> but we are yes. This is the the yeah. Because in your voice message, scene. in your voice message, I thought like I gotta look out for something that happens with the cake. You didn't say like look at the cake. It's delicious. You just said look <laughs> for the cake. So I was like, what's it going to do? In hindsight, I should have been more specific. But I thought you were you were leaving it like, oh, we're going to talk. You said what we're going to talk about it on the show, but look for the cake. Did we not just talk about it for five minutes? But I thought. <laughs> you can see where I thought that you were being subtle about something, and I was supposed to look for it. But a bitch didn't see a damn thing other than a cardboard cake and you're drooling. I'm dead. Oh, my God. I need I, maybe I just need to get some cake. <laughs> get this out of my system. Um, we are in the kitchen. Monica's mom wants to set her up with Richard's son. A little foreshadowing be- there, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in hindsight, maybe that's what would have worked out for the best. Um, Don't worry. She's going to try. But Monica says that she's seeing someone, and for some reason, like, because, you know, she heard her parents in the bathroom saying that, like, no, like, Richard is really serious about this girl. He, like, really likes her, blah, blah, blah. So for some reason, she was like, and that's all I need, so I'm going to ruin my dad's birthday. (laughs) Wait, yeah. I just heard mom and dad get busy in the bathroom, and now I'm thinking about ruining my dad's B-day. And I'm going to tell him that I'm absolutely having sex with his best friend. That's what I'm going to. And we've been dating for a week. (laughs) This is like a Reddit am I the asshole post. (laughs) Am I the asshole for ruining my dad's birthday by watching him fuck my mom in the bathroom and then telling him I'm fucking his best friend who's 21 years older than me? (laughs) Oh, boy. Monica. And then. Like, not to mention, she then has makes out with his son. She has a whole relationship oh, yeah. with this man. And then she go try to date his son after. Okay. Cool, 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 but cool. Also, Monica, you good? <laughs> Are you good, babe? Also, like, before her mom comes in, she almost makes out with Richard in the kitchen. And I'm like, girl... Did we not just, like, learn anything from the bathroom situation? Like, and then, they do not know how to play this. When she's saying, like, you know, he's really nice, you'd really like him, and then Judy turns around to see that it's him, like, the way that she's just, like, laying on him, like, in the kitchen. Like, this was, let's read the room. Your mom oh just God. came. Can we give her a minute? Okay. <laughs> Let her bask in that post-orgasm glow for a couple minutes before like, we ruin her life. Good God. It's just fucking weird. However, the bat, when she says that he needs to come in there to hear what's happening, and he walks in with a bat, and then Ross <laughs> takes it, it was fucking hilarious. I did write that. Jack comes in with a bat in his hand. <laughs> I found it. <laughs> I'll take that and leaves. I I do love that. There's also like the bat and then she's like, no, no, no. Like I just heard you talking about like how happy Richard is and blah, 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 blah. Upstairs in the bathroom right before you felt up mom. And there's this whole reveal that, yeah, she was in the bathroom when you guys got it on. And then right at that moment, they bring out the beautiful cardboard cake. (laughs) Was that Ross's idea? He was like, you know what? Shit's rough. So- Let me grab this bat and get this birthday going right now. Little icebreaker. Good Christ. 
I wish that we had seen like more after this scene. Like that's the last that we get of this storyline essentially. I mean, yeah. we do get that moment where they come back to the purple apartment and he's like, "Hey, like it's fine. It's been a long time since your dad and I went running. Ayo, like chase me around." Hey. But like that's really it. I wish we yeah. had seen like a more conclusive scene. <laughs> yeah, just like a little bit of closure for us, honestly. Like, we went through a lot in that, and we need yeah. more. But while I was watching it, it was one of those things where I was like, if this is the first time that I was watching this episode, this is great. This is some great <laughs> friends bullshit right here. There were some fantastic jokes in this episode. I 100%. There was one that I took an Instagram video of and sent to my sister where Ross was saying, uh, he made a joke about like the dad, I'm, I'm butchering it. I'm making it worse. Ross made a funny joke. That's it. And I liked it. And I sent a video of it to my sister. I can't remember what the joke was. So there's absolutely no reason in, uh, in bringing oh, it up. Was it, was it the one where he's like, no, remember when you were nine and Richard was 30 and he thought, man, I hope they get together one day. It's so fucking funny. And then when Judy asks uh, Ross, uh, did you know that they were dating? And then, mom, there are so many people in my life. Some of them are dating. Some of them aren't. And he walks out of the room. Ross actually is really funny in this episode, I have to say. Oh my god, yeah. When he wasn't being an asshole about the tattoo, he was being great about that. I think the best Ross moments to me throughout the series are like when they're playing on the sibling dynamic between yeah. Monica and Ross. Definitely. Like, that's when his like kind of like immaturity, I think really like shines and isn't just like annoying like 100%. I think it's actually really funny when that happens and I just love this whole weird dynamic of like Ross like having to be there while this like older man who's like his father's friend is like dating his sister now yeah love it love that storyline remember um, when you were nine? <laughs> it's so funny Man, i rewound I it like it three times i'm so happy you remember the joke because i <laughs> did not but i knew i loved it <laughs> it's a really good one now should we get through the phoebe and rachel tattoo story let's line? do i love doing it in like bits where we don't go through the whole thing and we just do storyline by storyline i think i think that works the best because i always want to i feel like I always want to jump ahead to, like, the end of the storyline. And I just do. It, and so. I'm just going for it. So you're like, fuck, <laughs> I guess we'll talk about the entire thing then. So the Phoebe and Rachel, and Rachel storyline. Rachel. Rachel. There's some racial tension at this tattoo parlor, you guys. Because Rachel is nervous to get oh her tattoo. Rachel. <laughs> Love that I segue through uh, my <laughs> mistakes. Is that like <laughs> Rachel and Ross put together because they're in a relationship or Rachel? Russell. <laughs> Wait, what would they be? I, that Ross has a terrible name to combine. Yeah, it would be like Rostral. <laughs> <laughs> or it could be like Rass. <laughs> Thank God shipping names was, like, not really a thing when this Thank came out. Christ. Yeah, Jesus. Oh, my God. Well, I love this scene where Rachel's like, ah, I don't know if I want to do it anymore because, like, Ross doesn't like them. And Phoebe is like, hey, is your boyfriend the boss of you? Who is the boss of you? And Rachel's like, you? <laughs> She's such a pushover and I love it. No, you're the boss of you. I love, love uh, Phoebe <laughs> hyping Rachel up for this. Um, but then Phoebe chickens out. Phoebe's the one who yeah. chickens out. Rachel got the world's smallest little heart tattoo. Uh, and LOL, it looks faded already. Like, <laughs> it looks like they drew it on with ballpoint pen. And I also like, love that we never talk about this again. Ever. Ever, 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 ever. We're just, we, yeah. and we never see it. We never talk about it. Nothing. It's like, I can't, I couldn't get over that like close up shot that they did of the tattoo and everyone being like, wow, it looks great. I'm like, no, it looks like that is like a three year old tattoo. Like, because it's, it's probably faded from the night before when she put on her temporary tattoo. 
I maybe I was just like okay I like the idea I like the idea of like a teeny tiny little red heart that's cute I'm not saying the tattoo itself is a bad idea yeah it's ugly it was just the way that they did it I was like come on <laughs> like that's not a tat that's not what tattoos look like when you first get them no it's not it's me being picky whatever um they get back to the purple apartment and Rachel's showing off this tattoo Phoebe shows off this tiny little blue freckle that she got because Rachel, like, forced her to go back in, try to get the tattoo. The moment the needle touched her, she couldn't couldn't do do it. it. Yeah. I love this whole exchange where she's like, no, 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 no. Like, this is the earth from a great distance. This is how my mom sees me from heaven. And Rachel's like, this is a load of crap. I love the way she delivers that line. (laughs) I also love how Ross comes in, is mad for a second, sees the tattoo, and then he says, is it sore or can you do stuff? Whoa, 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 whoa. We weren't into him, her getting the tattoo. She gets the tattoo. So you come in and you basically say, your tattoo is sexy. Let's fuck. With a full room of people, including your sister. That's what I wrote. And Richard, I think, is still there. And then, like, she, like, turns around. Like, she's so happy that she's going to go get fucked by her brother. Or by, or not her brother. (laughs) God. By Monica's brother. It's fucking weird. I it's so weird. I wrote, I I wrote, God, I hate turned on Ross. <laughs> I wrote, I wrote, don't use that voice in front of my friends. Are you kidding me? Like, well, also, you just fucked her in the planetarium and then got caught by kids. So now you're going to go and you're going to have sex in front of your sister, her boyfriend, and your good pal, Phoebes. So they're going to have dinner. You say, save me pizza, and you're going to go have sex and then come back out? What? There is a subtle way to do this. There's a subtle way. I feel like, like, I feel like, you know what? Hype it up. Be like, well, like even saying like, whoa, that's kind of sexy. That's hot. Whatever. I have no problem with that in front of my friends. Don't do it in that weird voice. Yeah, then, like, like, pull it in and look at it and make her think that she's just about to finger you right there in the kitchen. Good Christ! It was the way that it was Is it sore? Can you do stuff? Can you do stuff? Ross, please, get it together. If I were Monica, I'd be like, Ross, ew, can you, (laughs) can you stop, please? God, yeah, I, I could. How's she gonna eat pizza while listening to her brother have sex? (laughs) What? That was yes, that was my biggest problem with this storyline. Is I was like, oh God, like ah, I can't even watch it. I got the ick. I got the ick so hard. It was icky. It was icky. mm. (laughs) Well, now we have the storyline that we haven't even really touched upon, which is the title of the episode. Yeah, it's the title of the episode, and it's the storyline between Joey and Chandler. And Joey found a sick apartment, you know, they went to a a party at at his co-star's place. The apartment is sick, the guy's moving out, does Joey want it? And this creates a whole fight between Chandler and Joey. Um, I have to say, I'm, I'm not with Chandler on this. Why? Like, okay, I, I understand being like, man like you want to move out and I really like our life like in this apartment like yeah it's fun to live with your friends I have no like I understand his motivations but I also like would feel like this is a really good opportunity for Joey like what he's saying makes sense is like he's 28 he can afford to do it now for the first time like he wants to have the experience of like living alone for the first time and I feel like if you're someone's good friend, then, like, you should respect that and want them to have that opportunity for themselves and be, like, excited for them. Yeah. I I, I don't understand why they did this at all. Why this? Why the storyline? I don't get it. I mean, I know we got to bring in Eddie, but I hate the Eddie stuff. I skip all of this. I hate it. I don't like it. It makes me uncomfortable. Keep him in the apartment. <laughs> it's about a show with friends in it. Don't do this. Please. Please don't do it. Yeah. When I rewatch, because this is a four episode arc of Joey moving out. Yeah. And every time I watch these episodes, I'm like, I'm there for like the Richard and Monica stuff. I literally fast forward through the Eddie and Joey and Chandler stuff. Me too. So I agree with you. 
Um, but I, I do like- think it's dumb that Chandler doesn't want him to move out. As your friend, you should want what's best for him. If this is what he feels like he needs to do to grow, then you need to let him do that. And be happy yeah. and supportive. He'll he'll come back. It's fine. Don't worry. I do, I do love this line where Joey's like, yo, I don't want to leave you high and dry. And Chandler's like, well, I've never been lower or wetter. Love that. Oh, love that line. I thought that... Um, when you, because you you sent me a voice memo of that, I thought that that was a Ross line for some reason. <laughs> oh no, no, it's Joey and Chandler. That's so funny. I didn't even realize that when I was watching it either. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but essentially, this whole storyline is like nothing. Like it doesn't ever matter. A, they fight about it. Joey decides to move out. Chandler is sulking. They're all helping Joey pack. Rachel's wearing these adorable overalls with green shirt with stars on she it. She really is. Chandler's wearing an olive shirt tucked into these like khaki pleated pants, which should be ugly, but for some reason comforted me. Mm. Um, and that was like basically this awkward ending, like a to be continued kind of open ended thing for Joey and Chandler. Well, and what was crazy too is that at the very, because it, it's like at the very end of the episode that he moves out and then he's like, bye, and then he leaves, and then he comes back in and we get the classic like hug scene. Mm-hmm. There was no, it just ended. There was no like, at the coffee house scene (laughs) like there was nothing it just ended and it said marta kaufman and i was like oh it's serious because he moved out we're not doing another scene we don't need to joke this time i guess yeah they could have done like a final teaser scene with like like some kind of like ending to the monica richard parents situation that would be nice that would have been great like a funny phone call, like maybe they're calling Monica and Richard answers at That'd the be great. apartment or something. Like another awkward situation, please. Like just to lighten the mood. Yeah. I think another reason the Joey Chandler thing doesn't work for me is because like yet again, there's like a scene. There's like a scene where they're like comparing them to like a couple, basically, where he's like, "I saw you checking out that apartment's moldings and blah 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 blah," and like. The joke is like, it sounds like he's cheating on him, but it's yeah. about an apartment. And I feel like they do that joke like so many times with Chandler and Joey. Yeah. That I'm just like, I get it. It's like, okay. It's an it's, easy laugh. We <laughs> did it. All right. Let's move on from it. Thank you. So that's not my favorite storyline, but I love the party stuff. I actually like the tattoo stuff a lot because um, I love when Phoebe and Rachel are paired together. I think they're like, they have such a cute friendship. I love they it. They do. I very much like their uh, their scenes together for sure. I love it when they move in together like later in the series. I just think it's great. Yeah. Uh, what were your titles for this episode, Katie? Okay, so I have the one where Monica's parents find out. Oh, I the, love that. The one where Rachel gets a tattoo. I really like this one. The one with the Twinkie in the city. Oh, I love that. And then this one is for you, the one with the cardboard cake. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, okay, your titles are so much better than mine. What? No, yours are always like ways, which in ways I cannot think. So I'm excited. I did not come through this week. Those are so good. Um, I love the one where Rachel's, the one where Monica's parents find out. Love Mm -hmm. that. Um, I put the one with the birthday party. Boring. Uh, (laughs) The one with the taboo tattoo. Okay, I like um, that. Which I kind of also just like the one with the taboo because, like, you know, there's the tattoo, the taboo of, like, Richard and Monica being together. Mm Kind of think that would work overall. (laughs) And then my last one is... Oh, God. This one's for you, Katie. The one with the cake of my dreams. I'm like the one with the cardboard cake. This is for you. And then that one is for me. I'm dead. Oh, my God. I love us so much. Yeah, but the record show, we don't go over these titles with one another before the episode. We never do. That would not make it fun. We save everything for air. Oh, my God. That's. (laughs) Oh, my God. That is so fucking funny. I'm dead. Well, where can everybody find you, Katie? Uh, you can find me hiding under a rock. No, you can find me <laughs> everywhere at Little Baby Kate's, except for my Twitter. I got my Twitter taken away from me. Uh, well, not taken away from me. I just, it logged me out and I don't know my password. And it's an old email. So they literally said, sorry, that's it. It's a wrap. That just Enjoy. Makes it sound like. 
my mom said I can't be on Twitter anymore. I got my Twitter privileges taken away. Yeah, they didn't take it away from me. I just it took it away from myself by not knowing my password and never putting my phone number on there. I'm a little silly goose. Uh, but yeah, I also have a Patreon, patreon.com slash littlebabykates. And uh, check out my podcast. Uh, I talk all about sex and dating. It's called See You Next Tuesday. Where can everybody find you? You guys can find me on TikTok and on Instagram at cuckoo for Cloclo Puffs, um, but it's spelled really obnoxiously, uh, C-U-C-K-O-O. <laughs> so. uh, you have been like going absolutely viral on TikTok, so that's fucking incredible. I've been doing pretty well, you guys. And I love when you catch the heat. To get Wait, on there. <laughs> and just to let so she texted me this uh, Zara like video that goes super viral, right? She sends sends it to me I'm doing something I don't see it I watch it I laugh out loud I I'm like absolutely post it I go to check to see if you has already has 1.1 m million views and it's been like <laughs> fucking three hours since you sent me the video yes bitch go <laughs> thank you thank you every so often something good comes out of my brain the it's- ones that you have pinned have many millions of views I'm lucky if I can't like 400 TikTok views. Guys, be a part of that. Be a part of my TikTok community, please. Come join me. Yes. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Well, next week is the one where Eddie moves in. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. I hate the goldfish stuff. I hate him. I just, I don't want it, and I don't want to be a part of it, but I guess we're going to do it. We're not, we can't skip any episodes, Katie. We got to get through this one. We we made it through Marcel. We can make it through Eddie. (laughs) I have to make it through the Xerox girl. I'm going to be sobbing. I can't do this anymore. Guess what the Xerox girl's name is, Katie. What? It's Chloe. You had the monkey. I get the Xerox girl. (laughs) You had the monkey named Katie. I get the Xerox girl, okay? <laughs> you are the girl with the belly button ring. I'm a monkey who humps Curious George. We all have our crosses to bear. <laughs> crosses to carry. <laughs> I love the show so much. Jesus Christ. All right. We will see you guys next week. Thank you so much. Uh, bye, guys. <laughs> bye.